Okay, you all there? Okay, so we hope to have Shir as regular uh, Mitzvah Shem uh, Shabbos afternoon, and Sunday morning will be the uh, either the second to last or last uh, Shavim. We're continuing on the age Shiduchim issues and the like. And uh, tonight, I hope um, some of you were able to sleep either because you cheated or you just assumed that better get some sleep and you'll be able to get the shot tomorrow. So we're going to see that right now. We began the Gemara Numa, which was the front page of your copy. On Pezaim and Aleph, the Gemara says that if you should be asking the Chila, make sure to do it as soon as possible, certainly Agam Kippur. And the minimum is three times. And the Gemara is assuming that that might be a maximum. And the simple explanation for that assumption is that it's Lifneiver, perhaps. If you ask more than three times and the guy doesn't forgive you, most often he's doing the wrong thing and you're causing him to be extra stubborn. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Similar to what we had yesterday in the Mishnah of us, the Medjah Shmuel. Not to emrats is somebody bishas kasa, and if you do it anyway, it's not effective, and it could even be a shayla of lifneiver. And Medjish Shmuel doesn't take a clear position on what he holds by the mechid the three times, but he does use a lush, and it sounds like vesula that you shouldn't do more. That's the gemara is assuming in the havmir. The shayla is what's the maskana. The context of the ma'aseh here was that Rav started giving. I don't know if he was giving shear or learning a pasuk out loud, whatever the matzav was, but it was something very chashuv and. There were people older than him and his uncle, Rabchia. The G'dayla Mamish wanted to come in and learn the Sugi with him. So Rabchia joined. He had started himself, apparently, in front of Rebbe. And Rabchia joined. He went back to the beginning. Bar Kapara came. He went back to the beginning again. Rab Shimon, the son of Rebbe, came. He went back again. So that's already the fourth time. And now Rab Chanina Bar Chama came in. And he said, again, it was nothing, wasn't meant as anything personal, obviously, of the greatest suspect for uh, this is the next um, reigning Rosh Hashiva in Yisrael after Rebbe's Petira. Rebbe appointed him, will appoint him. And he said, I can't go back again, and maybe in deference to the three Hashiva people who were sitting there already. Whatever reason, and he didn't. And Rav Hanina was um, upset. He felt it was a, a busha, and Rav understood that. And Rav has no issues in uh, in Gaiva. Tremendous anivis. The Maisa before was about Rav trying to ask Mechil from a butcher who didn't really deserve the respect of his operations. The whole Maisa there. And he went to ask Mechila, and 13 Avgil Kippers went by, and he still did not get Mechila. So the Gemara asks, how can he ask more than three times? So look at page two. Start about eight lines down, first the lines, but Shalosh Paman. So we had two gearses which we're going to be focusing on tonight and maybe next week. Uh, in front of us it says Rob Shiny. Rob says it was his personal humra. He wanted to ask more than three times and it's not a maximum, it's only a minimum. And the other gears he hears Rabbe, that if it comes to your Rebbe, it's either he was his Rebbe or as the God Ladar, or one of the Gadali Adar, and therefore you have to be Machmer. 
uh, it's possible we possibly both gears, and that's going to be the discussion over here. As you see, it's a fascinating. Without seeing the Gemara clearly inside, it's hard to understand what the Mogan of Ram and the Machsa Shek on the Taz are going to be talking about. So we're going to we're going to get to that as soon as we have this clear. The surprising part, the Gemara then asks, now we understand why Rav had either a chiv to do it more than three times and keep trying, or he had a personal humor, he wanted to do it. Um, there's only an upside according to that, and there's no iser and apparently no shash lifneiver either. That's uh, the important part here. If the Gemara is answering, you're allowed to be machmer, that means according to that gear, it says, no chash Livniva. You don't have to be concerned. It might happen, but you don't have to be concerned about Livniva. You're trying to do the right thing, which fits well into Rabbi Salasalanta's general psak that if you're doing the right thing, don't worry about his gaiva, his kaas, his uh, akshanus in this case, and it's not your problem. You do the right thing, try to make shalom, and it's, it's good for the Jews. Now the Gemara turns to Abchanina, who is already a Gadol be Yisrael and in the top uh, five, if you'll call it. Uh, it's going to be the top one soon. And there's something going on over here. Because why wasn't he Michael? If the assumption is you're not supposed to do more than three, that means within three, most average people, even below average, would be Michael and not uh, be stubborn about it. And it's not being stubborn. There must be something going on over here. So what's going on is highly unusual. We're on page two. If you just walked in, about ten lines down, first line is Ovid. Hechi Ovid Hachi. This doesn't say he's doing this over here, but not forgiving him. But it's a big schooler. That's a big uh, schooler. Certainly going into Yom Naram, going into Yom Kippur. Sigmar says the answer is it's not one of the answers you can hear. It's, oh, I, why didn't I think of that? He had a dream. Not to be confused, that's a bad expression. So, uh, because, you know, this time of year, Lahavdil Elif is not enough. Um, not to criticize the Makar uh, the thing, but Rachanina had a real dream, and meaning a physical dream. I'm over explaining this. He had a dream, he was sleeping. <laughs> As the Panovich Arov uh, didn't ask, they criticized. He was building yeshivas in the middle of the war, and they. Somebody with not too much. I said, uh, Rebbe, you're, uh, you're dreaming. He says, I absolutely am. The difference is I'm awake. And <laughs> this will happen. And um, we're, we're the recipients. The Torah world is the recipients of his uh, dreaming. So he had a real dream in the conventional context. Per the Sugi and Brochus, if you remember, there are many examples given. You can add this to the list of uh, different dreams that if you're big enough they're, and you understand they're real, there's certain things in the dream that represent certain things, some bad omen, good omen. He had a dream that Rav, he knew Rav, Rav himself in the dream was hanging from a decal tree. Now that's Gemara would have said, that's, you know, others coming, why is that a good omen? But Gemara says he knew this is Gavaldic. Because hanging the decal tree was a sign of pending godless that you were going to be elevated. Decal trees are very high. You can be elevated to the position of the uh, Rashka Bahag of uh, either Kobane Agola or Eitz Yisrael or both. Um, I'll put that in as you'll see momentarily. It's an important part of it. And he had that dream and he understood it meant something very, very important. 
Gamiri he's going to be the head. So the question is the head of what? This is not, I repeat, clearly from the context of the Gemara, we're talking about the G'dayle Mamish. It's not a Shiloh of Niberation covet issues over here. This is a comment. The Gemara is answering why would he give up the opportunity of Marvirin is called Pshav and just be Mechelim. Why is he not being Mechelim? So it must be a good reason, not trying to cause trouble. So the answer is that he understood Rabbi Danasi, as Rashi pointed out, is going to appoint Rabbi Hanina in his stead as the Rosh Hashiva of all of Yisrael. And he understood from the dream that Rav is going to be the Rosh Hashiva, Rav Rashi, both of blank. Where? Well, he lived in Yisrael. So, the problem is, and the logistics of how this application of the Chazal works in this particular case is beyond anybody, I think. But for some reason, nobody questions this part. He understood that since Chazal say, and it's a Messiah they had, that Ein Hamalchus Nagaz Bechavert everything has an exact time, what's coming to you, the Gedul is coming to you, and we, we, you know, with Shaul and with David. And so he was concerned that if the dream says Rob's supposed to be the head of the entire, only two, two communities basically, the Eretz and Bobo. So right now, everybody's in and he's going to be the head, so that might cause him to die earlier. That's the part I don't understand. I'm not even going to attempt to explain. What, if I cared, you would think, would mean that. He's clearly older, and Rebbe Yehudanus, he picked him to be Rosh Hashiva, and Rav is younger, so Rav is Shiva next. He had a nice dream, and he could tell Rav the good news. Keep stagging. Why is that a problem? But you had to be there. And he understood, and no one's saying this part was incorrect. He was, he was right on this assumption. And he wanted to live longer, because there's a lot of Torah to teach, and mitzvahs to do, and he wanted Rav to be able to get all the gedula and help Klai Yisrael. He wanted the best for everybody. It's important, because the Ramah is going to bring this down. Believe it or not, this whole Maisa, the Gemara, comes down that you have to be Merchah people, don't be in action. But if you have a good reason, and it's good for them, that you're not Merchah them right away, or good for a good reason, and you have a justification. Good for you, good for him, good for both. In this case, good for both. He had a plan, the plan worked. It's amazing, the Niflis Aberi, and why people are forced to be in certain places and why people are destined to be in certain places. So he had a good solution. This way he'll live a long time, and Rav will also benefit from the position of being Marbis Tyrant, Clyde will benefit from his godless. It's going to get so uncomfortable here in its Israel. He keeps asking for Machilid, and knows the godless does the taina on him, or a faint taina because of this, um, because of this move. It'll force Rav to relocate to Bavel. And we know historically, and Mastama also knew this, and Rav came to understand this, Bavel was sorely in need of a leader like Rav. Rav came to Bavel, Bavel always had a lot of learning, concurrent with Israel. But there were also a lot of people in Bavel, this is the people who went to Gullis many hundreds of years uh, uh, before that, and there are outlying areas. Rav, the Gemara says, overheard one conversation soon after he came. He had two women sharing recipes, which is not so odd. That's what women do. It's just a little bit strange when one leaves a lady's Shama Shabbos, you know, from, and one lady asks another lady, how many pints of milk do you need to cook this lamb? So Rav's walking by, the what? 
like a basic bus of That's how much work, besides the fact that he became the Rosh Hashiva of the biggest yeshivas of the biggest towering Tamil Chamin, it had to filter down. They needed leadership, they needed an infusion, which would filter down to the Hamanam as well. Rav did all that. Rav, we know historically. Rav moved to Balvo and the first generation of Amaran Bubbles, Rav and Shmuel. And they carried the whole thing. So it's amazing. This small little piece in Yuma is what triggered. Why Rav went above all those? Why would he go above all? He's learning by Rabbi and Yisrael, and he's steiging, and he's giving sheer on Seideh Ater in a, in a parak in Navi somewhere, and uh, they, they're coming down. He had everything going for him. Why would he leave? So Chanina uh, fixed it in a positive way. There's no criticism of this, that uh, there'll be the two Hashishivas, and, and he'll live a long time, and Rav will help out Klai Yisrael where it's needed most, and help himself, and Rob didn't suffer one iota. It was a smashing success. The Pella is, and the reason I'm saying it has nothing to do with COVID, obviously we're talking about Rechanina, who was Rebbe's handpicked to be the leader of Eretz Yisrael. But there's a, a third Gemara which mentions that there was an older Rosh Hashiva of office who was, he felt he, he should get the COVID. He didn't even take the job right away. He gave it to our office first. He took it after our office. So we're talking about somebody who gave away the position to somebody else. He wasn't trying to send uh, this competition to Bavel. He said, Bavel needs it. Rav is fully equipped and nobody else is to do it. And this dream says he's going to get it. So, so the mere fact, Rav tried 13 times, the mere fact that he had such covered for Hanini, he was so in awe of him, it was uncomfortable to stay. That discovery, he said, you know what, I, I'm going to go to Bavel. It's not like moving to Saskatoon. Although, I have to know somebody from Saskatoon. I never even heard of it before. This person ate by me. You know what Saskatoon is? It's the famous province of Saskatchewan, I think. That's what he said. And you're probably wondering, where's Saskatchewan? It's in Canada. There's actually some Yidin there. So this goes back a while. I don't know who's there now. But Bubble was Bubble. Bubble had plenty of uh, people, and they needed uh, this type of uh, leadership. So because there's three, let's go back to the Gemara. So therefore, he dafka didn't uh, offer any, didn't accept the piece, and didn't uh, wasn't meichel officially, even though in his mind he was. That he should go and relocate and teach there in Bavel and become the head of all of Babylonian Jewry, which he did. It's an amazing end to a story. Highly angel, all this because of the dream which he knew to be true, and it was true, and it, and it came true. So, what do we see from this Gemara? So, we don't know yet if the Moscow of the Gemara is, depending on the gear cell, whether it's usher after three or just three as a minimum. So, let's see the Ramam, and then we'll see the Nasi Kalim. After that, go to page three. Ramam says, take it from the second line. Afapisha Hichsa is the end of Perik Beis and Hilchus Shuvah. Afapisha Hichsa la Mamet Shuchayev la Etzara la Etzaisa lishal Menos Yim Chaloi. Fil la Hiknit Eschavera ella b'Devarim Etzara la Faisai ulufagayba, which means to beseech him, Achim Chaloi. So, if he stole money from him, he gave it back. That's the first step. You can't start Shuvah, and then you got to ask Mechila because you annoyed him in the process and caused him Tsar. And even if you just annoyed him and didn't do anything tangible, you have to ask for Mechila. If you didn't get the Mechila, maybe you get a committee. Maybe they could speak on your behalf. And they beseech him for the Mechila on behalf of the other guy. Maybe 
That's why I mentioned the number seems to be three, but the way the Ram listed it sounds like you tried once and then you get three of the committee, three, three, and three. Three different venues, three different arguments. La Ratza, after that, Manichai Vahalechloi. After that, so is Ramam saying it's Asr or you're off the hook? Certainly means you're off the hook. The question is, you're off the hook and don't. So, not Mukhuch the Ramam holds. It's Asr. The Ramam just said, you tried, you tried hard, you sent three different committees besides your own attempt, and the guy's being stubborn. It's not your problem now. So, let's read it right now as your putter. It sounds like it's a tzivoy. Leave it alone. Which you could argue means it's usser because of the Lifnever factor. But we'll see. That's a bit of machlik is what Pratna Ramam is. Vim Hayarabai. Now we have the second gears, which is not a steer to the first gears necessarily. Vim Hayarabai. Even takes a thousand times. Ashimchalab. It's not mochli you after 950 times. There's probably a reason for it. Either he thinks you're not sincere or he wants you to move to Bavel or somewhere else. And there's some plan behind it. You've got to keep on trying. Take a look before we see Alacha Yud. Take a look at the Alacha Mishnah in the top right hand corner. Vimaya Rabbi, Kakas Rifa, Rosh, Venira, Shatayimam, Degasim, Magmad, the Rav Halach Yud Gimopam, Lavaksh, Machilim, Reb Chanina, Hechiav, Rachiv, Amar, Abyesi, Bachanina, Kol, Amblakish, Matamachaver, Al Yavakish, Mimana Yesi, Magyopam. It sounds like it's Usser. To which the command answer is Rav Shiny, or Rabbe Shiny. Befarshim, Dachkam, Dachanina, Havi Rabbi. Either his personal rabbi, one of his rabbim, or as as the gadol adar, shirabba shiny mishabede adam shetzar levakish meno afilu kamapamim. So the Ramam is learning like the second guess also the rabbi there's no limit, and then he puts in Rashi lo came. Rashi says rab shiny and he was machmer. Sounds like the lacha mishnah is saying that the Ramam is holding the answer was for your Rebbe, you got to do it a thousand times and there is no girsa in the Ramam's eyes necessarily that you couldn't be machmer, which would lend credence to the fact that Ramam says leave him alone, stop, don't just your putter, that's why I'm pointing out the Lacham Mishnah, it sounds like that's how he's learning the Ramam, I'm mentioning that because you'll see later that Taz wants to say that everybody agrees to everybody and each case it can hold like the other one, but it doesn't sound like that from the Lacham Mishnah let's just finish up the Ramam here before we go to the Shulchan Aruch in halacha yud, adam Don't be cruel. In life, you should be easy to pacify and very, very hard to get angry. There's an issue people have asked me over time. The good news in this question is that they're saying kriyash malamita. That's the good news with the preamble. Preamble before either Hamapil or Kriyashima if you say Hamapil at the end, depending on your minig. And many people say, What's my minig? I say, What sitter do you have? He said, Every sitter has a different. There's only two, two possibilities. Either Hamapil is before Kriyashima or at the very end because you're not supposed to talk afterwards, and the other Shita holds you might fall asleep, but you don't want to fall asleep in the middle of anything, but certainly not the Bracha. But before Hamapo, let's take that, you have the preamble, which you will say every night, where is a long preamble, and this Gilgal, that Gilgal, where all that came from, but it's pretty, pretty deep, pretty detailed. We don't normally dive in and ask for things about other Gilgulin, but we're Michael people. So many people have asked, and what if I'm not? Serious question, once we're on the topic. I said, this is good for 
all year round and Yam Naram. So what if I'm not? So I said, you're not Meichel anybody? So he said, should I put in Harini Meichel except for Chaim Yankel and... <laughs> that might be more caustic. That's a, it's a serious question. You, to say words you don't mean is uh, not so push it. You say, we say words we don't mean all the time. Said, that's not true. We might not have Kavano. We don't not mean them. We're just spaced out. Here you're saying words that are not true. So some place can say, if it's not true, don't say it. Or add a PS, which I think is dangerous. <laughs> you start saying, be Makachak or somebody except for. I, okay, that's. <laughs> Sounds a little unconventional. Or their pastor may say, you know what, if you say it, you say it over and over again, saying it also is lessens the Midas Adin, and that's also good. That's a chiddish. That needs to be developed. Remind me before Yom Naram. That, that's, a, that's a big thing. But hopefully it applies all year round. I remember I was discussing somebody once, and there was a guy listening, which is fine. You know, he's trying to learn different sugyas, if the person doesn't mind. And he was baffled. He said, where is this? I said, uh-oh. He says, where is this? And I said, it's in Kriyashma Lamita. I said, I, everybody says Kriyashma Lamita? I get one of those guys maybe once in a while. Not just the girls in camp who haven't said it because they might talk afterwards. Uh, we're working on that also. Lots of Yerushimayim. They don't want to be mafsik, but there are people who just don't say it. So it's Kadai to be Mechabib. Yes? If, if someone has a person that he, he wants to forgive, he keeps saying a multiple person, and no matter what, he still has this Kafeda in his heart about it. So it'll, it'll wear off. Give it a hundred years. It'll, no, it'll. So you keep saying it. You should keep saying it and say, I'm working on it. You can be honest if you want it. But uh, it's um, the famous Maestro of Sal Salanter where he was on the train and this uh, young man was driving him crazy. I opened him with a closing window when he was uh, smoking, then, which everybody did. Uh, he says, Oh, I, I got to open the window. I like this. So I, he made his ride to Vilna very uncomfortable. And when he got there, all of a sudden he noticed they're pulling in the train station. The whole room was there. That's it. So he asked this older gentleman in his cabin who was driving crazy for the last five hours. He says, uh, looks like they have a whole uh, asif over here. He says, I wonder, there must be somebody very important coming to town. I can imagine Rabbi Salsalanta shrugged his shoulders and said, yeah, it must be. <laughs> and uh, then he uh, got off the train and the mess is almost crushed the other guy. And <laughs> hey, so he realized, uh-oh, I really messed that one up. So Truth is, is that um, he went to Absol Salanter and he begged Mechila, and Absol Salanter first wanted to teach him, out of all the gedolim to pick on having rotten midas in a train ride, by the way. He really picked bad. <laughs> Any gadol would have given him his musa, but you know, his, uh, his good mazel, he was doing it to Absol Salanter. And he told him what you think Absol Salanter would tell him. He said, don't apologize because it's me. Apologize because you shouldn't be doing that to any older gentleman in your cabin. <laughs> you got to learn that it's not the truth, it's not because Rabbi Salsanta is similar to the Basel Levy, who was also traveling incognito and harassed. And the guy said the same thing the Basel Levy said, I'm only going to you if you go to such and such a place and learn Hachnasasarachim. You want to you teach him something. He asked him, by the way, why are you here? He said, I'm here because I'm just learning to become a Sheikhit and I. I, I need to get a test, and uh, I need to... So he... Absalanto um, was, was from the Pesgadar. So he said, I'll give you the Bechina. He gave him the Bechina, like a uh, quarter of the way through, he realized he didn't know much, which I guess fit with the story. And he hired a private tutor for him and made sure he proctored his progress. And after a couple of months, he gave it again, and he got him a job. And they told me to ask him, Rebbe, my kule high, like he has time to, for this... 
So I want to make sure I was really mechalim. And the more you do for somebody, the more you love them. That's the answer to your question. So if you want a, if you want a recipe how to do that, that's sort of the whole sheet of this whole sugi for the two weeks is about the salsalantos. I figured that's a good uh, good story to know. But that's the aside. Yeah. Is there a requirement for the person asking for mechila to really internalize and understand? Yeah. Yeah, but the, you won't necessarily one on one as a colleague. You won't necessarily get away with that. Like the the guy, uh, let's say uh, on a train, you know, driving you crazy with that, uh, or or he didn't do a class. You can't. A, a colleague wouldn't necessarily get away with. Yes, I mean, if you go for three months to go to this gadlodar and learn how to do, it, I don't know if that's going to go over. Rabbi Salanta could say the basic you could say it because everybody understood he's teaching them what to do. So you have to know where you're going to get away with that. So. Just the Krishna Amita example is a good example, and I, I think you should say it and try not to, right before you go to sleep, start going through the whole thing again because then you'll be tossing and turning and getting all aggravated again. Just be mechal, everybody. You don't have to think about it so much, but try to mean it as, as, as best as possible, and it's a work in progress. So, again, this line is very important. Even if he really bobbled him, don't take the comma. Why not? He'd say, don't take the comma, but it's a derisor, right? The Ram doesn't sound like that. He says, Good Jews who are compassionate, make sure to be medical not to take revenge. Why is the Ramam saying that? He's going to contrast it with the Aquaman moment. Why does Ram say you shouldn't take Nakama but Zinisa Dereza? Chaira is because the Ramam holds like many Rishonim. Now, Lasik of Lasiter, if you look, Rashi always brings the example from the Gemara, is the guy didn't give the lawnmower and then he comes to borrow his rake, as in raking leaves. And he said, No, you didn't give me a lawnmower, I'm not giving you my rake. Well, he wants to borrow his car, he doesn't give him his car, or he gives him the car and he says, I'm not a stingy guy like you, I give my car. That's Natira, the first one's Nakima. Why are all the examples when you didn't do a guy a favor? So many Shams say it's only in his Daraisa if you're taking advantage because he didn't do you a favor. Because he didn't do you an avla, he just didn't do you a favor. Maybe he had a bad experience loaning out his car and his lawnmower. So down becomes chus. But if he hits you, if he did an avla, Mikra Din, Nakima is not Usr. So the Ram says, not Usr, but that's not the derech of Yidin who have Rachmanus. The guy asked, Mechila, be Mechilin. That's an important Nakuda. We happen not to Paskin like that. Uh, it's a big machal yisushayim. The Chavetz Chaim is machria when he talks about the yisur dreis and akama, and he says we're machmer, and even if the guy hits you, but it's over with or he insulted, you, did something wrong, not just not doing your favor, you can't take nakama. I've had the opportunity at my Shabbos table when my boys and girls were very young. The shayla came up all the time, and of course I or the rebbeim would come in the room and somebody's about to hit back, and we would put a stop to it. Sometimes. Effectively, sometimes, not really. And um, one of my sons uh, once quoted, didn't you mention the shear? It's pretty good. He was like 11 years old. Didn't you mention the shear that if somebody hits you, there's no iser of Nakama? So I told him, the, the Rambam holds like that, and other Rishonim as well, but the Chavaz Chaim, the Pesach Acharon, says, Safed Reis L'Chumr. So he said, it's a Rambam. <laughs> So I told him the Chavaz Chaim says, Um 
That's good. The Ramesh um, became infatuated with the Rambam. That's a good, uh, but yeah, but not the Paschal like that. So you could tell you could no, you can't hit back unless it's in self-defense. But if the fight's over, it's not in self-defense. So just uh, that's the chinuch uh, moment, and they stopped hitting each other by now. Baruch Hashem. So the contrast over here. Next line of all of the chavim arle leiv because they're not learning Musr. Elav Rasam Shamra Netzach. They're going to hold a grudge. And that's not the proper way to be, even if it's not in the race of Losik of Lositer. This is a very frightening example. If you remember from the Navishir, we spent weeks on this case. So I'm not going to say it over now, even though it needs Hezber. But the Gavainim, the ones that tricked Yeshua Benun when he came to Israel and put on tattered clothing and got some moldy bread. I don't know where you buy that stuff. And pretended like they just walked in from Mongolia. And Yeshua said, Well, if you're not from here, then I'm Zainumba, so we'll. And they made a shvu and a treaty that they're not going to hurt them, and then they took off their disguise. So they weren't really bound by the treaty, but Mitam Kiddush Hashem, they want to be condemned by the UN the first second they're there, it's just going to happen later anyway. But they didn't want to start, and they kept it. But he made them into second class citizens because they really deserve not to be there. And he made them into Chetveits and Mashar Mayim, and he put them to work for the Kainim in Naivir Kainim. And if you recall, Shaul. Uh, basically accused them of being a murder of Malchus when they gave Goliath a sword and food to David Malch when he was running because they didn't know he was running because he was Shaul's son-in-law and he was an officer in the army and he didn't know there was a redifa and a feud going on one-sided and Shaul said no you aided and abetted and he's uh, under arrest and you helped him escape and therefore you're a murder of Malchus and he killed them he asked Avner to kill them. Avner wouldn't do it because he didn't, wasn't convinced the Psach was correct. And then Dayeg did it because he's the one who told on him in the first place. That's a terrible... The massacre of Nevei Kainim was a, was a stain on his record uh, until he died, and that was the Kapara. The people working there lost their job. Moot happens. You have recessions. It's very bad. You have recessions. They lost their job. So what's a good water carrier? Uh, gonna, I don't know. I would assume they get a job somewhere else. A lot going on there, but they didn't have a job, and they had tainas, and then there was a famine for three years, and David Amel tried to figure out, David Amel, years later, figure out why it's a famine, and he checked out of Vodazar, no one was doing it, and everything, was like, everything checked out. See, so finally ran out of options. He asked Hashem, why is there a famine? Hashem said, is the Gavanim of a taina that lost their job? Fix it. No? Would you say it's pretty easy to fix? Of all the problems in life, if you can throw money at something, that's the easiest thing to fix. Stelvamel said, no problem. We now have a special budget just for the people who are unemployed for the massacre of Noivia Kainim. Stipend for the rest of your life. And they said, no, it's not going to do it. He says, what do you want? Stipend for your grandchildren? What do you want? Well, for more money, guys. They said, we want blood, basically. We want to kill the sins of the show. Now, the fact that this whole thing even made it to another Shaila is a pella, but a Kosh told Dovamel to give them what they want because there needs to be an Einish over there, and the rest uh, go back to the uh, recordings, but that's a horrible, horrible media. They had such vicious nakama in mind. The problem was they were out of job. So David's promising them fabulous amounts of money. He said no, we don't want. I don't know if they took the line. Just, we want revenge. Now, Ramam holds that as the poster example of people Ari Leilev. They were Jewish already. They, the Gavis was schal, sort of. But they still had this mentality, and that's terrible. That's the Rambam contrasts it. Givainim, 
even though they were Jewish, but they weren't really, we don't say that about a regular gear. Regular gear is tzaddik, and he, of course, is part of Klai's law, but they kept this, uh, kept this midah. Okay, let's go to the next page, and we'll see how the Mechaber brings us down just the beginning of it, and we'll, we'll continue on Monday, Mitzvah Shem. Page four. Averis, this is in Hochaz Yom Kippur. Averis, Shabbat Allah, Chaver, and Yom Kippur, Mechaper, Adshe Yifai Senu. Interesting. He changes the Lashon of the Ramam here. Here he says one, two, three, and that's it. You're one. The group is two, and the group is three. That's not interesting. So, which is Lashon of the Torah also. Is pretty clear. It means there's no is to do more. Enazakla means you're off the hook, you're putter. That's what the Shaila is. Why did not follow the Lashon of Ramam over here? Miu, Yemer Achachach, the Fene Asar, Shabikishman Machidi, you should announce in front of ten that you tried. Sakhidish is not Lashon Har. Why should you do that? Because it's Marazayan otherwise. Because he's going to go having tainas, the guy babbled me. You announce in front of ten your putter, your putter after trying three times. You announce in front of ten, everybody knows that you tried your best. Next page. Vem in the Machaber still. Vem who rabbi tsar lelech loy kamapamim achi is bias. And if it's his rebbe, like the second year, so you have to go as long as it takes. Hagal, amechel loy yach zari milimchel, it shouldn't be cruel, it should be mechelim. The next line there are more. Unless he's trying to help him, or in his case, help him, help himself, help both. It's good for Clay Israel. It has to be a clear to Ellis, and a very clear to Ellis. You're not fooling yourself, and then it's okay. So the question is how is the Machaber Paskening? It sounds like from the Machaber that there's no Lifnivir issue, either because you're doing the right thing, you're trying, you might make Shalom. And, if he ends up getting an Averi for being stubborn, Rabbi Saul Santa would say that's not your issue. Question is, is there a Machlekes about what the Machaber holds? And maybe we'll take up next time, remind you, up to the Machsa Shekel. Machsa Shekel will bring down that the Prichadosh actually agrees that the Machaber is saying you could do as many as you want. You could be Machmer like Rav Shiny. But he argues and he says we should paskin like either one girsa or the other girsa. If you paskin that the Rebbe is different, there's no Makar for this girsa. And therefore, it should be also. So it's actually going to be a machlek about this important point. And it hinges on, is there a lift issue? I mean, it's a shame we'll take that up next week.